0: You're listening to the OTs Gone Rogue podcast. Today, I'm giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the logistics of this show, sharing more about why things are the way they are. Stay tuned. Welcome to the OTs Gone Rogue podcast, where we share real stories about real OTs who are choosing to think outside the box and do things differently. I'm your host, Melissa Lapointe. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of connecting with the most remarkable therapists who are finding their way as thought leaders, change makers, and heart-led entrepreneurs. They've helped to inspire me to think big and dig deep in my own healing journey. And it's now time to bring these conversations to a bigger stage. Together, we're going to share stories about overcoming adversity, finding our people, and taking the road less traveled, even when it feels messy and uncomfortable. Okay, are you ready to join us? This is the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Hey everyone, Melissa Lapointe here, and welcome back to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet. So, I want to give you a little bit more information in terms of the backstory and why we have formatted this podcast the way that we have. Because I recognize that asking you to listen to my podcast requires an investment on your part, and I want you to understand what we are offering and why we are doing things the way that we are. So transparency is definitely high up on my priority list. First things first, let's talk about the cover art for this podcast. Ah, the trials and tribulations of launching a podcast during a pandemic. I had a lot of ideas of what my cover art would look like. I also had great intentions of getting updated headshots. And that proved more challenging than I anticipated. I first struggled in finding a photographer to get back to me. Small town problems. And everyone was very busy, probably in part due to not working for so long because of the pandemic. And then all of a sudden lockdown restrictions were lifted and everybody wanted photography done. So I finally connected with a photographer. We booked a session and then she had to cancel because she's a mompreneur and had a sick little one. And this is a time in the world where if people are sick, we stay home. We tried to reschedule, so it had gotten bumped to late October, then early November, and when we went to reschedule, the morning of, once again, she had to cancel. She was sick. It is what it is. It was only a couple of days after that that we had lockdown restrictions put back on us, and all photographers in my community stopped offering photography services. So here I was, very intent on launching this podcast with no updated headshot. What am I going to do? I didn't want to repurpose something that I had used many times before. I had an idea for the type of look I was going for. Even had a haircut. And there I was, you know, that was the bottleneck for us. So I started going through my images. Well, actually two things happened. The first thing is I started looking at other OT podcasts and there are a lot of OT podcasts out there where the podcast host is not featured on the cover art. I found that quite interesting. I didn't realize that until I was in this predicament of having no headshot. Because I just assumed I would have my face. I am the host and this is my podcast. And I think there's nothing wrong with self-promotion. Not only do I think that, I... Am a huge advocate for self-promotion. I work with entrepreneurs. I work with people who are building online revenue streams in some capacity, and they have to lean into marketing. They have to cut through the noise. They have to build that no like and trust factor. So I am constantly telling the OTs and my programs: get some headshots where you're smiling at the camera, where you're making eye contact. It will help you to build that no-like and trust factor. And yet when I looked at the other examples of cover art in the OT podcasting world, I would say the majority do not have headshots, do not have pictures of the host in the cover art, which I found very interesting. And I also think that speaks volumes about the work we have to do as OTs in terms of getting comfortable promoting ourselves as individuals as opposed to what we learned in school, which was a lot around promoting the profession as a whole. I am a firm believer in community and doing things to help, you know, from a a collective standpoint. But again, when it comes to marketing, we have to be comfortable. We have to be confident in putting our faces out there, putting ourselves out there, owning it. And that's what I wanted to do until I found myself in lockdown with no headshots. That's okay. Again, I'm a problem solver. You know, this wouldn't be the craziest situation I've ever been in. So I started going through the images that I have in my photo albums, my electronic photo albums. And the image that I chose is one that I've used before. And I love it. So that image, it is me in that picture. It is me in Prince Edward Island. It's a very special place to me where I go all the time to watch the sunset. It is also a dead zone for Wi-Fi and for cell service. So once you get to the beach where the red cliffs are and the ocean, you can hear the waves. You know, I always go hunting for sea glass. That's a meditative experience in and of itself. And no one can reach me. I have to disconnect. I have to be alone with my thoughts. And it is a place I love to go to be inspired. It is a place I love to go to reflect, to be still, to be quiet. It is where some of my best ideas were created is where so many of my business ideas, you know, that was the foundation. That was where a lot of this came from. We used to, before this pandemic, get back to Prince Edward Island. So my son and I would spend one month, sometimes five weeks. We tried six weeks once, but my husband and I agreed that was too long to do distance-based for us because my husband rarely comes. Every two to three years, he'll come back with us, but it is a big trip. And since my son was born, I do bring him to the East Coast to Prince Edward Island. And again, you know, there's suspending that four to five weeks there each year where life slows down and really feeling connected, connected to nature, connected to my roots connected to family, friends. And when I see that image, I feel strong. I feel grounded. I feel inspired. So it is fitting that that was the image that I ended up choosing for our cover art. So an example of problem solving, but also tapping into my intuition, and going with what feels light. Now, on that note, a commitment I had made to myself as we were starting this podcast was to keep it feeling light and fun. Full disclosure, I had started the process of a podcast a couple of years ago, and I was not in a place where I could continue with it. Part of the reason that I didn't follow through, and I say a couple of years ago, time is flying by because it was actually before Max got sick, which was 2017. So I think it was the beginning of 2017. Oh my goodness, that's much more than two years ago. And I wasn't able to follow through on that. In part, because I was saying yes to way too many things, and I was stretched very thin, I was also at the beginning stages with my business. So I was, I say beginning stages. You know, I'd been growing my brick and mortar on a part-time basis in addition to my consulting work. And the reality was, I was in a place that I still wasn't even able to pay my bills on a consistent manner, let alone invest all of the time needed for a podcast. So I started dabbling in the podcasting world, but it quickly fell off the side of my plate. So coming back to this commitment I had made to myself that this podcasting experience would be fun, would be light. What would I have to do to stay in integrity with that commitment? Well, part of it is learning to delegate, building my team, and for me, having an end date So one of the things that I talk a lot about when I'm working with OTs who are transitioning into the coaching world or OTs who are looking to scale, to grow and scale with their coaching programs, with a coaching business, is the importance of having a container. So a start date and an end date so that... The people that we are coaching, they have a clear understanding of when this relationship will be wrapping up. Now, that's not to say you can't extend it, you can't renew it. There are lots of different ways. There are a million different ways you could set this up. But there is importance in knowing when that end date is. And for myself and being in programs, I have been in mastermind groups that had no end date, and then I would feel guilty if I was dropping the ball or guilty if I wasn't staying in contact, but it was really hard to maintain on a long-term basis. So for me going into this podcast, I wanted to have an end date. If you've listened to my intro episode, you also know that we've had a lot of life curveballs thrown our way. And I didn't want to have the pressure because the reality is we're going to probably have more curveballs thrown our way. That's life. And I didn't want the pressure of having an unfinished podcast or, you know, oh my goodness, am I leaving my listeners hanging or... Again, coming back to core values, my core value of freedom. What if I want to take time off? What does that mean for the podcast? And rather than get stressed about it, I decided to create Seasons. So this podcast is rolling out in Seasons. We are working on 24 episodes per season. And it feels really good. It feels good to me. It feels good to my team. It feels good to my podcast editor that we know we are committed. We are batch recording right now. So we're going to be getting into our guest interviews in the next episode. And it's feeling light. It's feeling fun. I'm going all in on 24 episodes. And the first season So much of the focus of the first season is on me learning how to podcast, is on me becoming more skilled as an interviewer, as a host, learning the systems and the processes behind the scenes. There are a lot of moving parts to a podcast. So getting my feet underneath me and leaning into this process, it's something new. I'm a beginner. That's okay. So that's what this season's going to be all about. I am bringing on guests who are near and dear to my heart. I am bringing on guests who I have known for quite some time. Some I've met in person, a lot I haven't, but I feel like I know them so well. And I cannot wait for you to hear what we have to share. So that in a nutshell is a little bit more about this podcast. What we're going for why we have the cover art that we do. I could touch on our show notes. They're going to be very simple. Everything's going to be very simple. I'm a fan of minimalism, and I'm going to try to bring that to my podcast as well. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Just wanted to give you a little bit more insight, a little bit more of the background on why we're doing the things that we're doing. And I hope that you are as excited as I am to continue on this podcasting journey and joining me on the episodes yet to come, because we have a stellar lineup of OTs who are doing phenomenal things in putting themselves out there and thinking outside the box and stepping up as change makers and trailblazers and visionaries in our profession and I cannot wait for you to hear their stories. All right, let's leave it at that. Take care, everyone. And I'm looking forward to tuning in with you and hearing what our next podcast guest has to say. All right, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the OTs Gone Rogue podcast, where we're all about making deeper connections by leaning into the difficult conversations. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already, because we've got some more awesome episodes coming your way. Take care, and we'll see you next week.